Hello, everyone. You are listening to Sleepover Podcast. This is Layla Bernard. And Carolyn Elliott. And our special guest today at the After Hours Candlelit Bantha Tea Bar is... Crystal Woodling. Yeah. So here we are um, having a entrance into Scorpio season chat about the Dark Mother and our love of death and our deep contemplations on the obsession between contraction and individuation and infinity and expansion and how god isn't that really just the kinky kinky back and forth push pull play behind it all that uh we're enjoying talking about here just in a light light chat between girlfriends <laughs> in a tea bar you know so we thought we'd invite you all into that gossip um, really yes. yeah just you know like astral, <laughs> astral gossip infinite babes talking about their favorite boyfriend like the fascination with the ego hadit hadit yeah so we were just talking about nubit and hadit so you know in egyptian lore and uh in Kroliana, right like hadit being this principle of infinite contraction like the single point that is total concentration david has talked about it in the rune tradition as the like the six pointed um rune that looks like a asterisk i forget it's the name. hail the hail, hail. Or, I, like, I don't know if that's the name but it's yeah it is it's like a hail hagalaz like, maybe i don't know yeah, it looks like an asterisk but it's the same idea yeah. like this idea exists among different culture or different traditions mm-hmm. that like there's this concept of total contraction and like singular identification mm-hmm. and and then nuit being like this principle of like total infinite expansion that goes on and on and on the vast body starry body of the goddess the universe itself expanding endlessly discovering itself as it goes yeah and so the other night i was contemplating nuit and hadith and i was thinking like oh of course women uh, with like this connection with the Nuit energy of expansion and like you know how a female orgasm can go on and on and on and on. Of course, we created patriarchy and are like super attracted to like being oppressed and in bondage and like, servitude, smallness, inferiority, yeah, weakness. Because Nuit is attracted to To Hadit. Hadit. (laughs) They're the polar opposites. The vast expansion and the vast, like, wombs that we are, these portals of life and death. Of course, we're attracted to, (laughs) like, the... What, whatever the opposite the of constricting, that is. <laughs> the constricting story, the mm-hmm. like constricting point. I mean, I've definitely had really, you know, profound... I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but we're talking about it again. I've definitely had profound experiences of the lovemaking between Hadith and Nuit in a uh, sensory deprivation float tank. If you've never done that, I highly recommend seeing if there's one in your area. Um... You know, just feeling the boundlessness of the night that is your own inner space when you are deprived of st- stimulation. Mm-hmm. There's no light, there's no sound. You're in, you know, water where it's the same temperature as your body, so you don't even really feel it. You're really conscious of the nuit like nighttime expansiveness. You can go anywhere in your mind. You can just 
travel out, 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 out. And yet, like, the experience that I had that was so beautiful was I became aware in the, you know, quiet stillness of that experience, like, I became aware of my beating heart. I became aware of my own heartbeat. And I was just like, this is just like when we first met heart, you know, like this vast, vast floating impersonal consciousness is like, ooh, a little flutter in the darkness. What are you? What shall we be? And um, anyway, I just think that that's, you know, in each of us is that lovemaking between the infinity of everything that we could be and everything that we could know and everything that we have, our soul has ever experienced. And like the precious desire to like be I in this form, in this life, with this story, and read these lines. Like, it's a very mm-hmm. precious drama. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very sweet. They love each other so much. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the ego, I think, you know, gets into a lot of suffering because she also wants to reconnect with the infinitude of everything, you know? Like, that's kind of, like, the spiritual seeker's story is that, you know, as the ego identified seeker you're like but i i long i long i long for the infinite i long for the greater for the great beyond for the darkness and then you find that she's also reaching for you being like i long to be you and of course like i feel like the the real magic that pops up within that constriction like what's discovered on the other side is that the infinite can be found Mm -hmm. each piece of herself right right and that that constriction is this portal where you get to let go of all of the other possibilities right like it it, it's a gift to be to have your energy kind of like pulled through this one particular channel without having to exert any energy without having to exert any force and here. Oh my god, Chris, you're making me trip so hard right now. Right you are tripping here. me out. See? You don't have to do anything. Just see? Be. All you have to do, just right here. Just, just this, this one point. Actually, you don't need anything else. No, not there. Right. No, not there. No, not there. No, not there. Here. Right. Here. Here. Can you rest here? Yeah. Right? And then in that moment, it's like... Then you pop you, out you into the to, otherness. Exactly. Into the infinitude. Like when you really sit in it. And that's like that, that. That's the gift that every great, that every great psychedelic offers. It's like no, right. no, 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 no. Right. If you're here, you get everything. Right. If you're fully being, being, then you are in the kissing point between the hadith and the nuit, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay. I have every I have everything that I could ever want. I have everything that I could ever want. I am dead and alive at the same time. Everything is precious. Nothing matters. Wow. (laughs) Freedom. Freedom. (laughs) Boo. Ramalama ding dong. Hare Krishna. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Word to your mother. Amen. Yeah. Exactly. And what you were talking about, like, like that attraction to all of these, you know, atrocities that apparently make us small, right? E- each one of those apparent atrocities is an opportunity to see, look, it can even be here. Yeah. Look at how shitty I can make your life. 
Look at how much pain you can be in. Look at how disgusting this shit can get. Hey, guess what? Still here. Well, totally. And still like, infinity. Yeah. Still full of love. Still everything that you've ever been hasn't gone anywhere. Right? right. And you just can just keep pressurizing that shit. You can pressurize that I mean, all yeah, day that's long. That's the fascinating thing like about the not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, she can't actually be defiled. She yeah. can't. Like, I know that's, like, the most hideous, slutty, awful thing about her. I was talking about this with a like friend Like, no matter today. what you do to her, she's a fucking holy virgin. What? Like, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, really vibing out with a friend of mine today talking about how, like, I completely understand why we all hurl ourselves at each other so violently trying to be like violate me violate me because we just simply cannot be it's like of course it's our urge to like try and make it happen (laughs) because we just are really so utterly deeply safe because i feel like we should i can still love you yeah, I can still. Love I can you. still love you. I know. I feel like we should bring our listeners in a little bit because we had warmed up before this conversation with a whole really beautiful invocation of how much we all three of us raised a glass to of kava to the great death, the great mother death herself, the giver of all blessings, the giver of all life, the like ugh, mother of all things, and just. Um, yeah, I really appreciate here at the like turning of the year when the very thinning in Scorpio season, um, the okayness of death and the beauty of not passing just, from life the into the, yeah the, the beauty the, the, the absolute the beauty. necessity the the vastness the the yeah. great kingdoms of the, death that we tend to completely ignore or defile or think of something and that hate is small yeah definitely hate. Right, Fear, fight against... Because we put absolutely no energy, or we put very little thought to the to the enormity of the gifts yeah. that... Come out of death. That death provides, or that, that death is. Is, I know. Right, we talked, started talking a little bit about all of the... All of the various worlds and realms of the invisible that only the dead get to live within right or only those who you know allow death to become an intimate part of their psyches or something that they accept as being within their bodies there are cells dying within you constantly constantly constantly. right like death is death is a necessary activity for for life and we yeah crystal terrified of it we are terrified of it as a culture we eschew death and it's the same as the fear of you know it's the ultimate fear of the feminine and the unknown and the insane and um i was sharing with carolyn and crystal that you know i've just lately been really feeling how the longing for death is the longing for union with god when you remove all the stories about how life is shitty and life is suffering and if you get rid of all story underneath the desire to die is the desire to lay your head down in the lap of the divine and just like be with it and one can do that without leaving this body you know like it's always possible to lay one's head down in the lap of the divine and just be like i surrender i surrender and that's really all death ever die, would give you die that's all while it would still have. alive die while still alive just lay it down into the beautiful expansive love you know carolyn was alluding to um or maybe this was recorded i don't know we were having this wonderful conversation about death carolyn gave me this amazing advice over the summer that changed my life truly carolyn killed me uh and i am eternally grateful to her for it <laughs> 
um, she told me to, because I, you know, was realizing how much I loved death and was so curious about happens, what happens when people die. And you were worried that there was something wrong about it. Like I that was you were really, suicidal or something. No, I, I knew I was, I knew that I wasn't suicidal, but I was like looking for a teacher who would tell me what to do with that impulse in myself. I trusted myself enough to know that I was like, no, I love life. Like I, I love my friends. I love my family. I love good food. I love good weed. I love, I love the sunshine. Like I do not want to like leave this fleshy vessel. Like I love my body, whatever. But like, I was just like, no, it's revealed to me that I love, I'm obsessed with death. And so Carolyn was the wise person that I was looking for. And she gave me the amazing advice to just tune in to the vibration of death and to be that and to live that and i was like wow okay very simple what does that mean i think i will try and um i went home that night and laid down in my bed and was like okay i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna give into the vibration of death and it took me a minute to like really feel into it and there was a moment where i thought that it was gonna be like where i my heart started to contract with fear. And I was like, but that's not death, that's fear. And so I was like, what's, what's the opposite of that? And I just felt myself open so much and release so much. And I just really allowed myself to imagine that I was leaving from this world, departing, did not have to take a single thing with me, did not have to like worry at all about any of the pending, worries, cares, concerns, debts, stories, blah, 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 responsibilities. And I just let myself utterly, utterly relax into it. It was incredible. I thought it was only happening for a few seconds, but then I woke up five hours later and was like, have I slept? Uh, I think I did. My body feels rested, but my consciousness was just in another just went somewhere else for the night and came back when my body woke up it was very beautiful and also it taught me a lot about the just expansive loving nature of death it's mm-hmm. like it's an expansive vibration that just like it's utter surrender you know it's just utter acceptance utter beingness without any fighting against the flow you know it was very beautiful that is that is very beautiful that's an experience that i feel like not a lot of people can let themselves have because so much of their lives are the story of their lives or a lot of the cultural narrative is so wrapped up in this need to remain living or this need to perpetuate some kind of an know, identity or a but like what a horrible joke to have yeah. been played on it's us terrible. from a very young age because like we will all die like it will happen and it's going to be awesome when it happens like you can hang out with it before it happens you don't have to like be sad and you can learn <laughs> and you can learn to yeah. respect and interact with the realms of the invisible yeah where many of our dead are like there, there are finer details. There are there are 
beauties, there are connections, there are relationships that can be formed in And isn't that so much of what synchronicity see? is? Isn't that so much of what like synchronous happenings in our life are is like the manifestation of other realms that coexist mm-hmm. with ours, like communicating from the invisible. I mean You know what this is reminding me of is that book on Carl Gwynn, Robin Artisan. Um Robin Artisan makes a really beautiful argument that all of the fairy stories in the UK are basically the remnants of um, mystery traditions and traditions connected to ancestors and the underworld, and that the fairy king and queen are sort of like diminished, like forms designed to be like not threatening to the church of like the lord and lady of the underworld, you know, like Pluto and Persephone. Um, And that, like, you know, the wild hunt is when the ancestors, like, ride through the sky and come looking to bring people to join them. And (laughs) you gotta propitiate them if you don't want to be, like, taken up in the the wild hunt. And, yeah, just the way that, like, fairyland is the world of the dead like that mm-hmm. there's all these folk tales about like people died and then other people saw them with the fairies you know yeah i just think that right that's... it's a coexisting realm mm-hmm. that like you tune into or out of depending on your relationship to matter and like it's totally possible like crystal's talking about like anybody who's done psychedelics knows like you can tune your brain into the different layers of presence that are coexisting all the time mm-hmm. we just choose not to and our culture has a huge is. level of disrespect for the factual reality of those other consciousness realities that coexist with this very dense material one and a deep fear yeah a deep i mean fear, so much right. of our i mean how many shows have there been on haunting or I mean you're taught from a very young right. age to be afraid of the invisible you're taught right. from a very young age to be you know deeply afraid of voices in the dark rather than asking respe- right respect- rather than respecting them right. and learning about them right I mean it has been a huge challenge for me to overcome oh fears to be able to interact with those beings from a place of respect and consciousness and knowing that you know this is something that is you know guiding my soul crystal i just want to say that listening to you talk about this right now and like looking at your beautiful face and this lighting with this like wooden staff behind you and this like old tiny winch i just like really tuned in to like i was like oh my god crystal (laughs) like (laughs) You saw, are you seeing the face of the witch of Ed I'm just, I'm just seeing, like, you are just, like, very clearly explained to me. You're like, of course, Layla, people are afraid of being witches because there was a period where we were all killed for being witches. And then the next generation of mothers was like, don't you dare tell anyone that you heard that voice. Don't you dare listen to that. Don't you dare believe in that. Don't you dare go there. Don't, don't, do not, do not, do not, do not. But you're totally right that like we all have those experiences as kids Mm -hmm. and we either follow them and are like, no, I think, I actually think they're my friends. Like I actually think there's something to learn there. I'm curious. Or we tune out 
and are like, that's not real. That's, uh, that's like just mental illness. That's just crazy talk. You're just or crazy. Or we stuff. get scared or it's, or it's kids, kids stuff. stuff or it's kids stuff. You have to grow up, right? You have to grow up. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to grow up mm-hmm. or you, or it's terrifying, scary stuff. Yeah. Or it's like a joke. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. Those people think they're psychic. <laughs> exactly. Condescension. Yeah. Diminish, belittle, just like the feminine always Always is. I even want to like stop calling it the feminine and just start calling it death. Because that is what people are actually afraid of is death well, and, and chaos. And, and the unknown. Death, like, chaos, death, the unknown. Death equals the unknown, equals the unconscious, equals the Chaos. Feminine, equals, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I, like there's just a part of me that's like and the mutable, the, the mutable, yeah, the ch- ugh, the grinding, right? the Ouroboros, because, sickly, weirdly eating itself. Because the other realms that aren't material, at least appear more changing. Right. They appear more infem- ephemeral. Right. Right. Dreams, visions. You know, even in psychedelic states, it's like it's it's more the, fluid. It's, it's the essence. Right. Of the ephemeral. Right. You can't capture it. You can't record it. You know, you can make a painting of it, but, you know, it loses its, you know, it loses, uh, it loses a, lot a, of, lot. a lot of its power, right? right? And we value that, which is stationary. We value security. We need, you know, to know what you that can this measure. is going to keep happening. Measure count. We are going to do this the same way Repeatable. over and over again, reliably, so that we can put it in a factory, so oh, we can write about like, it, so that other people can get about science, The debasement of the science, whatever, like, okay. So the way that science requires that, an, you know, an experiment be repeatable by anybody under the same, you know, setup is so fucking silly given that everybody has a different quality of consciousness and we now know from all the quantum stuff that you're the observer effect the observe like who is observing the experiment like affects things greatly and you know as Kierkegaard said subjectivity is truth I just find it so fascinating that we as a culture have dismissed like whole giant swaths of experience knowledge as just nonsense because it's not repeatable in mechanical fashion by well, anybody. Well, because the funny thing is, to- I think me and Hannah were talking about this the other night, that the funny thing is that it is actually repeatable by anybody through mechanical, like, performing of the experiment. Like, people can raise their consciousness through the doing well, right, of rituals just- and whatever, but you will never verify it from outside. Yeah. That's the thing, is that you can only trust that the other person has experienced it or not you will never get to know whether they did or not like it is totally repeatable but it's not verifiable from the outside well, it's repeatable but like it might take years of culti- of doing the repetitions right? right years of spiritual practice to open those senses to have right. that possibility or you know taking medicines under specific conditions is a you know um, a root, but it, but yeah, that the fact that we can't that it, well even okay here's what is interesting to me though, which is that um, we usually define the objective world as something that can have shared we can have shared experiences in right like I can tell you hey guys meet me at the tea shop and uh, you can meet me at the tea shop, but like people have done experiments with lucid dreaming and there's whole communities of people 
who are able to meet up in lucid dreams and they record their experiences and then they get on the internet forums and they compare notes and there are like objective or at least shareable places within the dream world that you can meet people in. One night when I was in my 20s, I had a dream, I was specifically, I was doing lucid dreaming practice and I was taking mugwort tea every night. And I wound up one night in a dream, I was in this dingy diner in Baltimore. It was like all brown, smoke stained. Hold on baby, hold on baby. And um, I was talking to one of my ex-boyfriends who I hadn't seen in a long time. And Hold on. Wait, Auntie Crystal, would you spin her around just so I could tell this story? Thank you so much. Crystal is great at entertaining. Will you? No? Okay. Um, <laughs> I was talking to one of my ex-boyfriends, and I was like, man, are, are you dreaming too? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to talk to me in real life? Because I kind of miss the guy. And he was like, definitely no. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, okay, that's cool, but wait. is everybody else here dreaming? And like people in the diner like turned around and looked at me and were like nodding and they were talking with each other about their other dream experiences with each other. It was like a lucid dreamer dingy diner meetup in Baltimore. (laughs) In in astral Baltimore. (laughs) Whoa, that is so cool, Carolyn. You have the most amazing relationship to the dream world. (laughs) No, 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 no. Crystal does. (laughs) Okay, okay. I haven't heard my all Crystal stories. very second rate in comparison with the places that Crystal goes. Crystal lucid dreams much more easily than I do, and she has better dream recall than I do. Um, it's only because I was an insomniac for the majority of my life, so I had nothing else to do. Wow. Carolyn's dreams are definitely epic. She knows it. Carolyn is an epic dreamer. Yes. Well, one, you know what's another funny story? It's one time... We, you were there, right? We made a pact to like meet up in dreams. We were like doing a ritual to, for this kind of lucid dreaming experiment. And we found in New Pittsburgh. And as we were doing, but even even in the moment as we were doing the ritual, we all like got chills because we realized that we were we had already done the ritual to meet up on Earth in this life in Pittsburgh in this level of the dream, and that we were already successfully objectively lucid dreaming together what it's true was that the blue lotus ceremony at the shady side house i have a memory of being with angela at at annie's house oh yeah 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 yeah. that was what and you guys founded new pittsburgh well then we started having dream experiences oh this baby's going to new pittsburgh tell her tell her about new pittsburgh okay um well not long after that I'm pretty sure it was in the same night. Uh, Carolyn and I both found the same the same city that had it was like on the same astral place. The same astral place. Yeah, wow. it was. It had you know beautiful church on a hill. It had beautiful fountain. It was you know like a very charming, almost you know I would say like it Renaissance. Giant, it had giant quartz crystals growing out of the ground. Very adorable little cottages. Like I had yeah. a very adorable little very. cottage there. And there was a clock tower yes. in the middle of it. Yes. And Crystal, didn't you like you like fl- you flew up and you saw like the face of the clock tower, mm-hmm. right? And I had just seen the clock tower from below on the ground. And I um 
but yeah, we realized it was the yeah that it you was realized the same, it was the same place. place. Yeah, and wow. we called we called it New Pittsburgh. Wow, We've that's been there so cool. Several times since then, and done various yeah, also various horses. workings there. There's okay. like um. There's a field of horses that run around outside the town. They're like multicolored horses, like in The Wizard of Oz. And um, yeah, it's well, a cool place. And well, I think we've all visited the, the, the great costume rooms for our new Pittsburgh tribe. I've had a lot of different lucid dreams. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you've been there too in the, in the costume rooms, right? Yeah. You're well, basically like getting dressed up and ready for new rules or new souls taking oh my god that's so sweet the costume room of reality well if the maps are the maps of consciousness are to be believed there are definitely so many different rooms and nooks and crannies in the great beyond between here and the total dissolution into the infinite oneness and um between here and there lies death beautiful death where our minds just reside in all these beautiful places and I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for like honoring death with me here tonight and like really raising a toast to the great grandmother death. To great to uh, great grandmother death and uh, to the union of Hadith Hadith and and Nuit. The hot lovemaking of Hadith and Nuit. Good night, everyone. Bye bye. Farewell.